1: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Lou. This episode of the Raptors Over Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets, you know, like Fev Lee did tonight. Uh, Order yours online at KFC.ca and get it before tip-off. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors' 122-112 to win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I gotta say, man, I've really missed Fred. I've just really missed Fred um you know he finally returned to a lineup after missing about you know two weeks or so uh with uh, just a couple of injuries so, you know his official list that I think with hamstring, but you know he's uh dealing with a little jammed finger and uh a bit of a you know just just a, a assortment of issues for Fred vliet who has certainly, you know, put in the work this season, taking a lot of hits, taking a lot of bumps. And so, you know, he needed some time to uh, to load manage, essentially. And, um, yeah, he looked great tonight, man. He, he returned from injury, was on a minutes restriction. And, um, yeah, I mean, he was on a minutes restriction just because <laughs> the Raptors had mercy on the Minnesota Timberwolves because Fred Van Vliet in those 29 minutes, which, you know, he was restricted to 28, whatever, 29, he plays 29 tonight. He had 29 points on 11 of 16 shooting, including 7 of 8 from 3. Fred was a monster tonight, man. And it just, you know, he returned straight back to the starting lineup. Um, You know, and honestly, it was kind of good that he did that because he was the freshest player on the team. He didn't play uh, against Washington in that back-to-back. He only played one half of it. And obviously he's been you know sitting out, and so he's the freshest guy on the team, and um, you know it's good that he started because this was a lethargic effort for the Raptors overall. I know you see 122 points, you see 51 percent shooting, 37 percent from three, and you're like, it's pretty good. What are you complaining about? I, I'm first off, nothing really to complain about at all, really. But um, you know this was a sluggish game. Let's be real. If you watch this game first half. I mean, you know, Raptors uh sleepwalking a little bit. The Timberwolves scored 39 points in the first quarter. What's his name? Uh, Jared Culver couldn't stop scoring. It's like, all right, cool. But, you know, it's one of those games where if you've watched the Raptors games, not even just over the years, but just, you know, especially in recent years and how this team in particular operates, like, they were always going to respond. They were always going to get back into the game. And really it's just one of those things where if they started the second half, they played a little bit of defense – you could be pretty confident that the Raptors are going to win that game, and that and that's that's what happened tonight. The Raptors, you know, started play, taking the game seriously in the third quarter. Um, Kyle Lowry came out, seventeen points in the third was just incredible. The two, the dual backcourt of Lowry and Van Vleet. I know a lot of people will like to nitpick that just because the two of them are pretty small and whatever, and they're both point guards. I mean, I, I don't matter what you are, man. You give me fifty-seven combined points on twenty-one of. 33 shooting i'm not gonna complain including 12 threes between the two of them Jesus, they combined for a Danya marshall tonight so um yeah i mean the, the starting backcourt was great kyle larry really got the team going again it was a sluggish game in the first half a lot of mistakes a lot of missed just missed shots a lot of surge fumbling the ball a lot of mark missing open threes a lot of og getting back cut oddly enough it's just a night where it's uncharacteristic all of that stuff is uncharacteristic except maybe the surges finger thing but anyway Raptors take it seriously in the third quarter. They started playing some defense. That's the most important thing. They started playing some defense. The Raptors limited the Timberwolves to 22 points in the third quarter and 28 in the fourth. A couple of those, you know, end of the game, whatever, garbage time possessions. But for the most part, the Raptors defensively locked it down. And the Timberwolves, you know, I mean, I don't know. They just don't play defense. Like, the Raptors scored 64 points in the second half. Again, like I mentioned, they shot up very efficiently from the field. Um, and they kind of got whatever they wanted, to be honest. Like, you know, the Raptors early in the game, they're giving up a couple offensive rebounds. You know, again, this is just all signs of fatigue, and the Raptors got in late to Minnesota last night, obviously playing the second half of a back-to-back. It's a huge snowstorm right now across, you know, most of the West Coast, you know, especially in Toronto, uh, and also parts of the, you know, just all over the East Coast. Also, the pictures from uh, Newfoundland or whatever are just are pretty wild right now. Hopefully everyone's okay and everyone's safe. But, yeah, those, those pictures... Are, People opening their doors to just a wall of snow and an imprint of the sh- of the door. R- it's just, yeah, anyway, uh, hopefully everyone's okay. So, anyway, it's a, you know, it's a sleepy game. It's a sluggish game. You could see a team getting trapped. But the Raptors, you know, refused. This is a, you know, it's a trap game. But also the Timberwolves, um, they have some talent on the team. You know, Andrew Wiggins is, I mean, he played well tonight. He always plays well against the Raptors. Funny how he always show up against Canada's only team, but will never play for Team Canada. Uh, and, you know, Carr-Anthony uh, Towns uh, returned from injury. And, you know, he was on a minutes restriction as well. But, you know, he's clearly a guy who could put up numbers on a bad team. And so there's enough talent there. And honestly, the Timberwolves played hard. Like, the the, the thing is, they did not play well, but they there was effort. There was compete. Like, for, the, for a while, the Raptors would separate. And the Timberwolves will come back. Like, the Raptors almost, you know, took control of the game in the second quarter there. Uh, you know, wiped out the, the deficit. Took the lead. And then the Timberwolves roared back. And they were mad annoying for, like, a f- solid three-minute stretch there. Where, you know, a lot of fouls went against the Raptors. A lot of technicals went against the Raptors. You know, Marcus Gasol and, uh, who was it, Pascal? Ended up picking up Tex. You know, meanwhile, you know, karl Towns is throwing a tantrum on the other side and and basically being hysterical and no one, no one cares because whatever. But uh yeah, it was annoying there, but then the Raptors, you know, established the lead and then the Timberwolves came back and then Robert Covington who hit some threes and it was just like, all right, when are you guys going to finally die? I mean, the Raptors eventually pulled away in the fourth quarter. I mean, they led for the fourth quarter, but mostly part you know, by double digits, uh, but, you know, at times by 20 points, obviously, like I mentioned, Kyle really took over for that third quarter stretch, really sort of set the tone, really got the Raptors in the lead. And this is the nice thing about having Fred and Kyle at the same time because now there's no slip-up when the Raptors go to their bench because Fred Van Vliet or Kyle Lowry, one of the two of them is going to be on the floor at all times. They're going to be great when they're together, but it's also going to be great because one of them is going to be on the floor at all times. That's going to set a baseline for the offense, and especially when those guys are hot. Like, you know, it, it just makes such a huge difference. Like, Fred blew this game wide open. That's why he was a game-best plus 20 tonight. Like, he just came in um, and just honestly gave the Timberwolves to work, man. I mean, I, I can't – you know, I'm getting to the KFC bucket of the game early. And and, and honestly, you know, it, it, was Fred Van Vliet, it, it was this The shot wasn't that impactful. There was not one shot in this game that kind of changed the whole game. Um, but it was just a sign of how this game was, where the Raptors were up 19 with six minutes left. Fred knows he's on a minutes restriction. He knows he's about to get subbed out in the next dead whistle. Comes down, dribbles. You know, he's the first one down the floor. You know, uh, the rest of his teammates are behind him. And it's early in the shot clock, and he just pulls up for three. He just pulls up. Yeah, you know he was open, but he wasn't that open. He just pulls up for three, swishes the shot. The bench goes crazy. The Timberwolves call timeout. Fred comes out of the game. Good night, Minnesota. Twenty-nine points for Fred in his return. Just, just amazing stuff. Um, and it, it, you know, it it wasn't really a feel-good win. Um, you know, whatever. The Timberwolves are just they're just not a very good team, and whatever. And it wasn't like the Raptors played their best basketball, but. Still, so it was nice to see them, you know, just come through, uh, play professionally. Um, obviously, their defense was not there in the first half, but it really picked up. And, you know, the overall did a good job. Like Minnesota shot 40.4% from the field. You know, um, a lot of that is them shooting 14 of 50 from three. Like, yo, what are we What are we doing? What are we doing? This is not how basketball should be played. I, I understand three is more than two, but goddamn, 50 threes from a team that can't even shoot. Like, what am I looking at, man? Like Carl Anthony Towns, for example, not to not to go in too much on him, but I mean he was mad annoyed tonight. But still, Towns went one of seven from three. The, we're talking about one of the best low post players in the NBA. You know, this it, it, is not a Kristaps Porzingis situation. But we're talking about Caranth Towns, who's legitimately dominant in terms of rebounding, in terms of post scoring. He has great touch, uh pick and rolls. You can use him a lot of different ways. But this man, and I understand this is his first game back from injury, whatever. But this man shot eleven times on the night, and seven of those were threes. He shot one of seven for three. The number of times he just bricked threes from the perimeter. It's just, it's just, you know, I mean, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? And and honestly, like it just, it just makes for a kind of unwatchable basketball. Maybe that's just me griping, but you know, it's just. I mean, come on, who do you want to see Minnesota shoot fifty threes and, and miss fifty threes? It's just. anyway it it just doesn't uh it it doesn't bode it doesn't sit well with me to be honest but yeah you know on the whole the Raptors play well um you know it's you know they kind of gave the requisite effort to get it done um you know the game was you know undecided at halftime the Raptors decided to take the game and and that's what you like to see and that's how the Raptors are going to climb in the standings really I don't have that much else to say about the game to be honest um so I don't know how I was going to do another 20 minutes on this pod but um you know this is how the raptors going to win in the standings by by taking care of business like that streak where the raptors were undefeated against under 500 teams and i think that got, that finally got snapped at like 16 games or so um like they got to get back to that um you know that that loss to portland was unfortunate there's a couple of losses here in the stretch where the raptors have been hot, shorthanded have been um again just unfortunate uh <laughs> You look at, you know, that Indiana game that went to overtime, and you look at that OKC game at home. You look at, obviously, the Portland game, the the San Antonio game. Those games were costly in the sense that, I mean, even if you flip two of those games, the Raptors would be in the two-seed right now. And the two-seed is the most coveted spot, right? Because you don't want to go into the playoffs and have to face, like, an actual good team in the first round. If you get the two-seed, you're probably facing Brooklyn in the first round, and that's no KD with Brooklyn, obviously and Kyrie's you know I mean honestly the way Kyrie's going with that team like they might not I even mean, make the playoffs he might just just take them out of there you might be seeing like the Orlando Magic again um actually there's a real chance that Orlando Magic get the 7 seed and that uh the Sixers get like the 4 seed or whatever and the Raptors play the Magic the Sixers and probably the Bucks in these finals it would be pretty fun to be honest um you know I'm, I'm I'm a little bit tired of Orlando as a city and Philly was okay but uh and Milwaukee, obviously, you know, you know, just literally a dump. But uh, you know, um, it would be funny if that works out. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's important to get that two seed. Um, the Raptors uh, are climbing up the standings now that everyone is healthy. Obviously, they found in, 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 they've won three straight now. They're in a nice little groove here. Um, and you and you look at it. I mean, the Raptors are getting healthy, and everything's working well um, for the team, especially when everyone, everyone is healthy. Uh, the schedule is getting a little bit easier, although they do have some very weird games where a lot of one-game road trips, uh, like tonight against the Timberwolves, for example, and it's just it's not ideal. It's it's definitely not ideal, um, and, and it does make the schedule a little bit tougher than it seems on paper. But um, the, the schedule is pretty easy; They're pretty soft, and the Raptors, you know, for the remainder of the season, really. So, um, you know, they played the hardest part of their schedule already. They're getting everyone healthy; everyone's back. A lot of people players are fresh. And, you know, you compare that to uh, teams ahead of them right now. Like, they just passed the Boston Celtics uh, to get into the third seed tonight. The Celtics just lost to the, Phoenix, uh, to the Phoenix Suns. And You know, I like the Phoenix Suns. I actually like them this year. You know, Kelly Oubre is doing nice things for them, although he didn't play tonight. He's been hurt. Um, you know, but, you know, I mean, come on, man. You're losing to the Suns at home. And, and that's a sign that things are not going well. And, and honestly, if you look at... Um, you know the Celtics of late I thought they were going to do something this year I, I've seen I feel like a lot of the pieces have been playing really well but now they've lost what six of the last eight games they lost to the Spurs lost to the Sixers you know they beat the Pelicans and the Bulls which I mean you know whatever everyone beats the Pelicans and the Bulls they lose to the Pistons like oh my god that is a bad loss uh and then the Milwaukee Bucks which is understandable and the tonight against the Suns at home which is a bad loss so uh, that's tough for them. They're about to play the Lakers, and then they're going to play the Grizzlies, who are really red hot right now. They go on a road trip, so you know we'll see. Uh, we might not be able to. We might not see much from the the Celtics in a couple of days. Uh, and even the Miami Heat. I mean, you know, they've been pretty they've been pretty good all season. They've been pretty consistent, but even of late, they were hitting a little bit of a slow patch. Um, you know, they've lost games to the Wizards. Which I mean, bro, how are you losing to the Wizards? I mean, <laughs> we just saw the Wizards. <laughs> how are you losing to them? Uh, losing to the Magic, losing to the Nets, losing to the Knicks—like, you know, they're not necessarily consistent on a game-to-game basis as much as they were earlier in the year. Um, and you know, so again, you know, it's unfortunate the Raptors uh, lost the tiebreaker to the uh, the Heat already because they already lost twice. But um, but yeah, that two seed should be pretty attainable, and honestly, even by the All Star break, that that could that could be theirs. So the Raptors are one and a half games back, really two games back if you consider the fact that the Raptors are on the tiebreaker. Um, yeah, they just got to keep taking care of business. They got to taking care of the results. And honestly, the other thing is just figuring out um, the rotation and figuring out a rhythm for the team. So Fred's return uh, changed the starting lineup again. So Nick went back to his original starting lineup of Kyle, Fred in the backcourt, OG at three, Pascal at four, and Norm at five. It's actually wild how just one substitution changed the entire size of the team. When you look at it, like uh, the last two games against OKC and against uh, Washington without Fred, they played with market center, Serge at four, Siakam at three, OG at two, and Kyle at one. And all of a sudden, you're like, wow, that is a monstrous team. That's massive. And then when you put Fred in the lineup, you're like, mm, that team's kind of small. I don't know. Like the backwards a little small, OG at three, Pascal four, okay. Um, But, you know, and, and it's, it's hard to tell anything with the Timberwolves. And honestly, I, you know, Nick has already said that he's going to start experimenting wouldn't be surprised if the lineup changes again. I think, you know, you just, uh, you're going to see different combinations. And really the only two constants are going to be Kyle and um, and Pascal. Um, the other guys, honestly, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark came off the bench one time. Just, you know, just for a look. I, I don't think Mark deserves to come off the bench at all. But, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Nick, you know, changed, you know, just basically cycled through the top seven. You know, you got Surge, you got Norm, and there's different ways you can work Surge and Norm at the starting lineup. Um and we've already seen a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, it's just about finding the rotation, finding everyone healthy. Tonight's rotation was very similar to the, what it was in the start of the season. Um you know, so you got the starting five, and then you got Serge and uh Norm Powell coming off the bench as the first two subs. Ronde was kind of the eighth man. Um, you know, he played uh, as many minutes as uh as uh Serge and Norm did tonight. Uh, you look at 24 minutes for Serge, 24 minutes for Rondé, 25 minutes for for Norm. Like you know, clearly uh, Rondé was the eighth man there, and honestly, you know, uh, the ninth man tonight was Pat McCaw, and I'm sure people are thrilled about that. Uh, and the tenth man was Terrence Davis, and you know, this is not surprising. This was the rotation at the start of the year. McCaw wasn't uh, healthy, um, but you know, this is kind of what the Raptors did to to, to start the year. I, I guess Rondé wasn't really in it either, but um. But yeah, you know this is just one look. The Raptors obviously feel comfortable with this look. They know they can play it. This is probably the rotation that they have played the most. I wouldn't be surprised to see it shuffle. I know Nurse will um, change it up and figure different things out. And it's just there's there's not that much to quibble with, really. Um, if if you know, okay, so some people are upset Chris Boucher is not playing much. It's, I mean, you know, you have Marcus Saw and Serge Ibaka. Like those guys are just straight up better than Chris Boucher. I don't know what you want me to say about that. Uh, I don't know what, what Nick to do about that. Matt Thomas isn't playing much. Again, with Norman Powell playing so well as shooting guard, and Fred VanVleet back in the lineup, there's not a lot of minutes as shooting guard. And Matt Thomas basically only plays shooting guard. Um, you know, Stanley's obviously out of rotation. I don't think anyone's bickering about that. And really, the only people that are complaining maybe are just about Pat McCaw playing 22 minutes and Terrence Davis playing 11. Obviously, um, you know, Davis is a lot more popular than McCaw. And, and really don't. and But, you know... <laughs> And I'm not necessarily with Nick all the time on this. I, I do think there are times where he plays he plays uh, McCott for no reason, uh, whereas Davis, you know, I, I do see him sort of um, not necessarily getting the benefit of, of, of the doubt. Um, but on, on a night like this, I can understand it. Like, I don't disagree with the minute distribution tonight because in those 11 minutes, Terrence Davis is not very good. Like it's just straight up. I mean, he's inconsistent as a rookie. He has incredible highs, incredible highs. I mean, we just saw one yesterday against the uh, the the the, uh, the Washington Wizards. You know, he, he puts twenty six points on them. You know, it does a great job. But then tonight he comes out and it's, it's just a dud. Like you can kind of tell from the start of the game too. Like he's missing a lot of rotations. Like if you just watch the game closely and watch Terrence Davis, he does get lost a little bit. You know, in this flow of things. Again, it's normal. It's completely normal for. Uh, a rookie to do that. I'm not trying to knock the guy. But I'm just saying, objectively speaking, he's a little bit lost on defense, and he's not really finding his shots. And even when he had his shots, he didn't really hit his shots. You know, you look at it tonight, 11 minutes, two turnovers, zero points, one rebound, one assist. In 11 minutes, like, it's not great. So, you know, don't play him. That's okay. Because I, I think the way to look at it is, like, Davis's upside is a lot higher than McCaw's. So you always want to give Davis a look. But honestly, the floor with... Between the two players, I think Davis's floor is also a little bit lower than McCaw in the sense that sometimes he's bad and he's just real bad. I mean, I'm not. It's not taking a lot. I mean, I mean McCaw is like the first floor, and 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 Davis is is the ground floor. Like it's it's not that big of a difference, but at least McCaw, you know, generally speaking, handles the ball a little safer. I mean, obviously he's had some pretty notable gaps of late, but you know. I think Nick trusts him to like get people in their sets, and also McCaw plays better defense on Davis. Let's be real; like McCaw tonight was actually pretty good on defense. One steal, three blocks, made a couple of uh, good reads there. Um, you know, and, and you know, and McCaw doesn't bring offense. Like he only only two points tonight, uh, an offensive rebound, no assists. Like you know, eh, it's not great, especially for 22 minutes. He's invisible, but I don't know. When Davis is struggling like that, I, I don't mind to see McCaw get out there and get some minutes and. It's really just about filling that time, really, because, you know, Fred right now is on a minutes restriction. Kyle, his minutes have really come down um, of late. Only played 33 against OKC. I think played less than 30 against uh, Washington, and today only 28. So it's great to see. And, you know, um, just for the team as a whole, like, uh, it's just about finding consistency, finding rhythm, um, finding different lineup combinations that could work. And, yeah, the Raptors are in a good spot, man. I mean, like, again, now they're in the third seed. They got a little bit more work to do to get to second and to hold second, but they got a pretty easy schedule coming up. They got everyone healthy. Things are looking pretty good for the Raptors, you know. Things are looking pretty good, and uh, uh, we'll see if they can keep it up, but pretty confident that they can. I mean, this team is championship tested, and honestly, one thing that, that – obviously, even beyond the game, it's just the one thing that really stood out to me that what I'm going to remember this game by is what van Vleet said in the post-game interview with uh, Eric Smith of Sportsnet, where uh, he said, quote, none of us are in it for individual accolades. Most of us in the rotation won a championship. Anything other than that is just a cherry on top. And that, that was in response to Eric's questions about, you know, the Raptors having to make sacrifices in minutes and shots and everything like that now that they're healthy again. And, you know, it is a big sacrifice because it really did strike me when I was looking at the garbage timeline of tonight that came in I was like, okay, so there's Matt Thomas, there's Terrence Davis, there is Stanley Johnson, there's Rondé, and there's like Chris Boucher. I'm like, yo, that was like their garbage time lineup. That was their garbage time lineup. Uh, and and But that's also the same lineup that won them some games over the stretch. You know, like all those guys had big moments. And because their Raptors have been so banged up, they've really had to extend the team. And now those guys go from shining, especially got kind of like Boucher. Like oh, how much love was Boucher getting? How many plays was he making? And now he's out of the rotation altogether. Like it, it's it's tough. It must be really really tough. But um, Fred's absolutely right, man. Like it's not about individual accolades. It's 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 about winning the championship. The focus on this team is just really refreshing, you know. And, and honestly, in a game like this, when they play against the Timberwolves, uh, it's a stark contrast, you know, because you look at Wiggins and Towns. Those guys get big numbers. Do they get wins? Do they make anyone else better? Do they sacrifice? Not really, man. Not really. And um, you know, the raptors you know, you I don't know, man. It's not the most talented team. It's not uh, you know it's not whatever, it's not the most heralded team. Um, but damn, they got they just wanna win. They play to win, they play defense, they share the ball, uh, they play with energy, they're deep. They, they they sacrifice for each other, they cheer for each other, and uh it's just such a joy to watch the team. So in terms of your three stars tonight, first star, I'm giving that to Fred Bleed, obviously. He's just been gassing him the whole podcast. 29 points, 29 minutes, 11 of 16 shooting from the field, 7 of 8 from 3, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 steals. Uh, You know, I just – the 4 steals is great, too, just because, man, Fred is so good at just, like, like collecting every loose ball – He's, you know, he's just a magnet, um, and, and he was one of the league leaders in deflections um, before his injury, so, um, you know, his return to the lineup, it just brings a, a joke of defense, you know, he's really good at guarding, uh, especially smaller players, and even digging out against bigger players, Fred was really good tonight, the confidence was amazing, hitting Kyrie Irving, you know, style layups, you know, pulling up for three Fred was awesome, and I I, I really missed him. Uh, Second start tonight, Kyle Lowry, twenty eight points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, ten of seventeen from the field, five of eight from three, in twenty eight minutes, Uh, incredibly efficient. Uh, Again, took over that third quarter, really just brought the team, um, you know, to the game, brought the game, uh, you know, seized control of the game, sort of really invigorated the rest of the team, and um, that's what a leader should do, right? That's what a leader should do. Uh, You know, when everyone else is sluggish, everyone else is going through it. Kyle Lowry steps up, and he cares more than everyone else, man. He cares. He cares about every game. He cares about every possession of every game. He cares about a game in January when there's, like, a foot of snow on the ground, and they're in freaking Minnesota, and they got they come into the hotel late and everything like that. Kyle Lowry's there to take charges. He's there to make up plays. He's there to honestly even argue with the referees. This man cares, man. Like, if you compare, like, talent, Wiggins has way more talent than Kyle Lowry. But if you compare Hart, it's not even close, man. So... Kyle's your second star, and then your third star tonight, Norm Powell, uh, 20 points, 25 minutes off the bench, 8 of 15 shooting. Honestly, it was actually weird. I was actually finding myself disappointed in Norm, because I was like, man, he's really off of the shooting, because I really expect every shot Norm takes now to go in, uh, but Norm did a really good job of attacking the basket. Again, the Timberwolves play no defense, and, and one of the nice things about having Marcus all back is that the spacing, even though he's 0-4 from the three, there's just a lot better spacing. There's a lot better ball movement, there's better separation when guys come off screens, and is just parading to the rim and getting layup after layup. Um, Norm actually did a lot of his damage, actually, with Serge Ibaka. The two of them had a nice two-man game. Um, you know, Norm hit a couple pull-up jumpers off a of screen from Serge, one for three, one for the mid-range. Uh, and, again, he just got to the rim in transition. Just, um, and, and Norm is just playing amazing right now, man. Yeah, And it's really encouraging that his play has not dipped one bit coming off the bench. I think he understands he can get the same shots. If anything, he can get even more shots coming off the bench. Especially against uh, weaker, uh, you know, defenses. And, and he's just playing out of his mind, man. 20 points again for him. Three rebounds, four assists, two steals as well. Playing amazing. Uh, shout out to Norm Powell, man. He's, he's, he's really... Uh... Honestly, he's not in contention for most improved because there's a lot of competition. But damn. It's on just, the, you know, everyone on the team. I mean, Norm might be the most improved player just on the team. It's, it's night and day. And it's not like he's doing anything different. It's just the focus is there. Uh, And the reads are there, and everything is just he's letting the games come to him. And it's all the things that we've always said about Norm. It's not like Norm didn't have flashes of this before, but he's turned those flashes into consistency. And, you know, I'm thrilled, and everyone should be thrilled. And he's really elevating the level of play, man. You look at it. The Raptors are just offensively, like, you know, we know the starting lineup can score. It's not a question of whether the bench can score. Does Norm give you, like, an efficient, even 15 points a game? not even 20 every game even though he's giving you 20 every game. If he can give you 15 efficient points every night, you know, Raptors is going to get 100, 110, 120 points pretty easily with regularity. If you look at the last 3 games, 122 tonight, 140 against the Wizards, 130 against the OKC like you know, norm 20 plus in all those games. It's looking good right now. He's really raising the uh, the ceiling of the offense. In terms of your Gerald Henderson award, that's got to go to Jared Culver. Uh, 26 points, 8 of 16 shooting, 4 of 10 from 3, 6 of 9 from the free throw line. Nice. Four rebounds, an assist, a steal, two blocks, whatever. I mean, you know, he's nice. Uh, you know, he's uh, carrying on the Minnesota Timberwolves tradition of being a lottery pick that puts up big numbers on a losing team. So, uh, you know, honestly, the Raptors lost track of him a lot in the first quarter, and he got a lot of open shots. After that, he wasn't as effective. You know, he still got in a, inside a couple of times, but uh, he's not bad. He's not bad, so... Um. Yeah, that does it for the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. Again, another reminder: if you uh, want to be part of the live call-in show that takes place every Friday on the Yahoo Sports Canada YouTube page with myself and co-host Josh Hart, uh, if you would like to take part in that and ask a question, but you cannot call in between three thirty and four thirty, um, you know, leave us a voicemail. Uh, you can direct message the Yahoo Sports Canada Instagram page. Leave a comment, leave a hot take, leave a question, leave whatever, and um, you know, I, you know, we will chop it up and play it on the show. Um, if, if if your show, if your question is, if your comment is good, so yeah, do that. But in the meantime, thanks everyone for listening, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Thanks everyone for watching on YouTube, and I'll be back on Monday when the Raptors play the Hawks.